Hi, everyone, and welcome to season number 10 of the Race Sports Racing League presented by Grassroots Motorsports Magazine, Common Gear, and Grass Paddock Motorsports here on Apex Racing TV. I'm Greg Ginsberg with Ron Montz joining me in the announce booth all season long, and we've got Josh Wilkie in the virtual production trailer uh, after a lot of trials and tribulations tonight. He's going to be bringing you all the great views of tonight's action. And for those of you joining us here for the very first time in the Race Sports Racing League, we've got four different classes to bring you here this season. Spec Racer Ford and Spec Miata, as well as two touring classes featuring the Volkswagen Jetta TDI Cup cars in one and the Toyota GR86 car, Cup car in the other. And each one of our different classes, they're going to race six times over the course of a nine-week season. And so it's week number one, and on tap tonight will be two 20-minute sprint races. First up are going to be the Spec Racer Fords, you can see on track right now, followed by the always popular Spec Miata. And as for those two touring classes, we'll see them next week when we head to Virginia International Raceway for a special runoffs edition of the Ray Esports Racing League. And so tonight we kick off this new season at the first permanent site of the United States Formula One Grand Prix. It opened up in 1956 and replaced racing the streets of this sleepy little lakeside village and has been known for its speed and flow, playing host to not only Formula One, but Can-Am, to Trans-Am, to IndyCar and IMSA, and of course, NASCAR. It is Watkins Glen International. And so good evening, Ron, and welcome to season 10 of the Ray Esports Racing League. It's it's great to have you on board this season. I'll tell you, to kick off this season, there's no better track we could go to. Watkins Glen is one of the best circuits in all of America. Definitely an old school circuit, although it has been uh, extensively modified over the years. Yeah, the track layout and just the nature of the course altogether, adding asphalt runoff, some gravel here and there. It's still a fantastic track, has an old school vibe, and I think these drivers are going to have a fantastic time racing in these spec racer Fords. And as you said, racing in the spec Miatas later tonight. I think we're going to have a fantastic show here. Yeah, it's it's a great place to open up the season. Uh, a track that you know there there won't be a ton of passing opportunities here because this track just it, it really entices speed everywhere around and for cars that use the draft so much. These spec classes like Spec Racer Ford and Spec Miata, it's always difficult to to get an advantage. And as as you said, you know it hasn't changed that much over the years, other than you know for NASCAR adding those those concrete runoffs at the outside side of the 90 and the outside of uh, turn number eight but the one constant since this track opened up in 1956 is that light blue armco the uh, uh sitting just seemingly inches off the side of the pavement uh, always waiting to catch you um if uh, if your car goes astray but let's do this ron why don't we turn things over uh, to Morgan Burkhardt, who once again this season is going to be giving us our track guides. And tonight, it's a very quick track guide of Watkins Glen International. Hello, everyone. I'm Morgan Burkhardt for Delta Sport US. I'm looking to the three and a half mile, 12 turn Watkins Glen International race course. And we're coming down the hill into turn one, which also happens. To Hello everyone, I'm Morgan Burkhardt for Delta Sport US and welcome to the three and a half mile 12 turn Watkins Glen International Race Course and we're coming down the hill into turn one which also happens to be the most important corner on the track. Looking to make it a late apex, kind of bend the car in using all of this road on, on the exit. Got to be careful of the uh, track limits on exit, you can't go over the curb but you can put the tires right on the exits of the curb. Carrying as much speed up the hill as we can towards the S. It's very, very steep uphill. Very makes turn one a really important corner. 
it's really a straight line up until the bus stop. It's minimal steering angle, um, but it's all uphill all the way. So every single, you know, half a mile an hour that you can get coming out of turn one makes a difference coming up to the bus stop, which is a, a really sendy corner. You got to throw the car in, using the curbs to your advantage, making sure to keep it tight, keeping all the momentum as you can, arcing through the outer loop. It's a very difficult cambered downhill corner, so it works with you, but because of that, it's really easy to overestimate coming down into the boot. Looking for our, our markers, gonna late apex through the laces, using all of the road as you can, carrying as much speed as possible. It's a bit of a theme in this car. And then up the hill into the toe of the boot, cambered uphill, you can break a lot later than you think you can, late apex still uphill on the exit. Very difficult corner to get right because it's such a late apex. Then towing all the way up the hill, just a slight crest and back downhill into the heel of the boot. On the exit of this corner, gray is okay, it does not matter. Um, track limits just pretty much don't apply, so you can run out all the way over this curb just like that. Doesn't do anything. Uh, in fact, I would recommend it coming into the uh, exit of the boot. Difficult corner off camber. There's seams in the pavement when it's wet, it's very difficult, but off camber makes it even more tricky. Difficult to do late apex, that one. Coming into the final two corners, this one's not really a corner flat out, trying to bend it through. Don't run over that curb. Through the final corner, looking for a late apex, this blue bush really appears coming out of the corner, you don't want to hit that. And uh, back onto the front straight, carrying as much momentum as we circle around for another lap of Watkins Glen International Raceway. All right, thanks so much to Morgan Burkhardt for tonight's track guide of Watkins Glen International. And for those of you playing along at home, he, he introduced himself as racing for Delta Sport. And uh, uh, he has uh, since joined a new team. And uh, we'll be finding out probably a little bit more about that, maybe a little bit later tonight. Uh, if not, uh, certainly next week. Uh, when he gives us our track guide of Virginia International Raceway. So, uh, uh we are still sitting here in practice, uh, about another five minutes of practice remaining, Ron, before our drivers go out for their qualifying sessions. Um, and as we do here in the Ray Esports Racing League, 15-minute qualifying sessions, open qualifying sessions to set the grids for these uh, very quick 20-minute sprint races. And uh, as we're watching right now, um, we just had uh, Miles Crab go to the top of the leaderboard here in practice, uh, turning in a 203.94, uh, and uh, he bests uh, John Vogel, who's currently sitting in the pits. Vogel, a, a Spec Racer Ford racer in real life, uh, with a 204.18. Andrew Wozencroft uh, uh, from out uh, California way. Andrew, a Spec Miata racer, uh, just came off a couple of wins. Uh, I believe at, uh, I'm trying to remember if it was Sonoma Raceway, but I believe it was actually at Laguna Seca uh, a couple wins uh, just two weeks ago. So uh, uh, good on him, Jameson Huffman racing uh, both in Spec Miata and also Formula Enterprises 2 uh, in the real life as well. And so uh, we do know that a, a number of racers have uh, are, are currently wrapping things up in another race series uh, on another end of the internet, Ron. Uh, and uh, they are, uh, they're gonna be coming over and joining us soon enough. Uh, and we've got a lot of, a lot of returning folks here. Uh, we've got uh, Charles Vaccaro uh, out of the East Coast, uh, Megan Overstreet 
um, who uh, came away with the third in the championship at season nine last season. So a uh, great thing there. And actually here, let me uh, run things down because we talked about Miles Crabb going to the top of the order. He was our season nine spec racer Ford champion. And uh, so uh, that number 131 machine kind of picking up right where he left off uh, there uh, uh, here in qualifying with uh, an advantage of just about 2,400 to the second over Vogel. Uh, and uh, Josh Soto uh, finished second in the championship. We'll see if he joins us a little bit later this evening. We'll have to see what kind of participation we get tonight, even though right now we still have a decent amount of cars. We'll expect a lot more, and I think with a lot of cars, we might see a little bit of train action going on, especially at a track like this, which is uh, towards the farther end of the, uh, the slipstream dependency spectrum, if you want, want to call it the, uh, the very... Uh, I wouldn't say it's a very long back straightaway uh, between turns four and then going into the other uh, inner loop or the bus stop, whatever you want to call it. That's definitely the, uh, the biggest uh, slipstream area on this circuit from my experiences commentating the radicals here on Apex. I can tell you that uh, slipstream can definitely play dividends in uh, putting on some awesome racing. So I'm sure at this track, even though you don't have a whole lot of uh, flat out blasts on this circuit, I'm sure we're still going to have a lot of drivers shuffling for position. I'm sure some of these drivers are definitely going to try and get their elbows at because they want to win the season opener here. That's right. And uh, we're watching Josh Justice putting on a drifting uh, exhibition there through turn number six, going down into the uh, the chute, heading down into the boot. And uh, Josh, a spec racer forward racer in real life out of Texas. Uh, I believe from the Dallas area, and uh, just saw some of his ex exploits from uh, last weekend. Uh, he was in a, a vintage Formula V festival uh, out, I think, at Eagles Canyon Raceway, if I remember correctly. Uh, but good to see him out here uh, again in the uh, the number 99 machine. Uh, we've also got uh, Justin Huffman in the 223. Uh, Justin and uh, and Jameson, uh, the father and son pairing, father and son duo. Uh, just saw them race in real life uh, at the Mars Labor Day Spectacular, Mid-Atlantic Road Racing Series Spectacular uh, at Summit Point Raceway. Uh, this past weekend, both of them racing in the FE2 class, uh, where Jameson uh, ran the table, took wins uh, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, and uh, uh, father Justin uh, finished second to his son. As we watch uh, Megan Overstreet here coming up through the S's, we've got a little bit more than a minute left in qualifying. And, and yet, and Ron, you know, you were talking here about this run out of the the uphill S's and then over towards the, the inner loop, uh, towards the bus stop. And I think in the spec racer Fords and the Miatas, um, you know, I said that there aren't a ton of pass, real passing opportunities here at Watkins Glen. Going into the inner loop, that I think is the key uh, passing opportunity. Not uncommon to see these cars fan out three, three wide, and and I've actually seen spec racer Fords go four wide into the bus stop before. Uh, they usually don't come out four wide, that's for sure. <laughs> I think four wide is definitely on the other uh, edgier side of things. I'm sure if I was uh, behind the wheel of a spec racer Ford going four wide anywhere on the Watkins Glen track, I would probably not. I would probably I definitely won't have a, a clean pair of pants afterwards. No. That is very hair raising for sure. <laughs> that is uh, that's definitely a squeeze at any track, especially Watkins Glen, which, as you mentioned in your open there, the other. Uh, 
uh, Armco barriers. They're very bright Armco barriers. They stand out quite a lot compared to the black asphalt, white long, white lines along the side, and the green grass. The yeah, the blue, very light blue Armco sticks out quite well and uh, gives it sort of a, a, I won't call it a street circuit vibe entirely, but in certain parts of this track, it does feel very tight. And it kind of plays with your mind a little bit. It's um. Definitely a little bit of a mental challenge trying to go fast around this track because you really have to have the confidence to push your car. Yeah, it, exactly. I mean, it, and it always it's always looming there for the for the many times that I had raced uh, at Watkins Glen. You know, it's always in you know on just right in your peripheral vision. You you never ever ever lose track of it. And in, in places like Turn Nine, for example. Uh, it, it always ends up being a, a challenge that you're just you you know that you are going to to exit a corner just inches off the pavement, or, or inches off the armco. Pardon me. Is uh, practice has now concluded. We are now moving into our 15-minute qualifying session. And in our apologies, we uh, uh, we thought the qualifying session was going to start a little bit earlier this evening, but uh, drivers are heading out for the very first time here. And this is an open qualifying. Uh, we in iRacing, you have the ability to uh, either send the drivers all out together, or they can have what is called a lone qualifying session, where they have the track essentially all to themselves. Uh, but uh, here with uh, with the Spec Racer Fords, and we'll see again with the MX-5s with the Spec Miatas, you know where the draft really is king. Um, that is how you're going to set fast laps around this place. And so uh, it looks like we have had, uh, Ron, a number of those racers from uh, that other series uh, check in. We've got Skip Brock Jr., uh, who is a Spec Miata driver out of the Southeast, uh, who's joined us. We've got uh, Murphy Nichols, uh, who has been racing an ITS Nissan, uh, his very first year racing and with a competition license in real life. Morgan Burkhardt, who you know well. We were just talking before the... Uh, uh, before the broadcast that uh, that you had sold uh, Morgan uh, and his parents, Beth and John, uh, his very first go-kart. Uh, he is now here as well. And it uh, looks like uh, we've got a few other drivers that have uh, checked into the session with Wayne Buttermore uh, in the number 73 machine as well. I have a bit more of a story to share with Morgan. He might feel a bit embarrassed about this, uh, considering that he's really the, the driver and I'm just the one being a, a lad math in the commentary booth, but I'll share this story <laughs> anyway. So uh, when I sold that, well, when my, it was my dad owned it, obviously, at that point I was ooh, at like 11 or 12, I think, when I sold that cartoon. He was a small little kid. I mean, I can still call him He's younger than me, so I can, yeah. I can still call him that. But back in the day, this was at a uh, autocross event for the D.C. region at, um, uh, nearly said MetLife Stadium, FedEx Field. FedEx Field. That's, uh, that's why I was other. wondering yep. where, if you were yep. from Jersey, but FedEx Field. Uh, yeah, sorry. I, I, I blame my dyslexia for that one. So, um, <laughs> yeah, so we we're Morgan got a chance to drive my cart for the first time. It's the first ever cart I bought from. It actually used to be driven by uh, Austin Green, the son of uh, former NASCAR driver David Green. David so, Green. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's a 2009 uh, top cart, uh, and he drove it for the first time at this uh, DC autocross event. And uh, on his first run, he lifted quite badly. It was just basically coasting through one section. So I told him after that run, hey, I think actually I should probably do like a squeaker voice for the time. Hey, I think you should probably go flat out through here. I think you might be able to go faster. 
So I, I told him that, and then he ended up going about five seconds quicker. So considering oh, what Morgan's done with the SECA and done in the road racing scene, I take credit for all the success he's had. For all of his success. <laughs> well, you should. And well, you should. Oh, my gosh. All right. That's, that, that is a cool story. And so uh, uh, Morgan, uh, well, I, he is... Uh, uh, he has been uh, over the past season running in uh, the Spec Racer Fords and uh, in real life, and uh, actually had a win at the uh, the Sports Car Club of America's uh, Super Tour event at Virginia International Raceway. Uh, to uh, in his very first Super Tour event, is also won at Summit Point uh, in the Spec Racer Fords. Oh, that's Ooh. a that's a heck of a hit coming through turn coming through turn ten. Uh, very uh, very interesting there. Who did we lose? Was that uh, I think Charles Vaccaro and John Murchison possibly? I think that was uh, Megan Overstreet involved. Oh, was with that, that Overstreet? Ah, Overstreet in the uh, the O forty four car. Gotcha. In the the purple car. Well, she's back out there, and uh, but um, Morgan has had some very good runs in in uh, Spec Racer Ford. He uh, this past weekend at Summit Point Raceway. Uh, Ron, he started from the back of, I think,